Welcome back to the channel. Thank you guys for checking out this episode. Today, I just want to talk a little bit about our identity in God, our true identity, not the identity that we have made up for ourselves or someone else has placed on us, but our true identity. The Bible says that we are made in the image of Him. God created us in His image. And because we are created in his image, we're created in his likeness and his attributes. And so as we try to seek our identity, as we try to seek our purpose, we're going to be unsuccessful in finding out who we are outside of God. And that's why I feel we have so much confusion going around right now on truth and identity because we're trying to find it outside of our creator, right? because we are created in his image, we have to find our identity in him. When we try to find it out of the creative order, out of the creator, and we try to find it somewhere else, we get really confused. I was even confused saying what I was just saying. So when we try to look into who we are, we have to look to who he is because we are cut from his cloth, if you will. And he created us, he has a plan for us. Matter of fact, as he created Adam and Eve, he goes on to explain in Genesis 2.24, says this explains why a man leaves his father and mother and then is joined to his wife and the two are united into one. The Bible talks about these two being fruitful and then multiplying. So number one, if we know who we are in Christ and biologically male and female, then we know that our purpose and our role is to be fruitful and multiply within the creative order in which God has laid out for us. You know, what's interesting is that man was created on the sixth day and everything else was created, right? Day one, two, three, four, and five. And then we know on the seventh day he rested. So everything that was created before man had its complementary counterpart, if you will. Okay, so he created light, and then there there was obviously there was dark, right? So darkness is the absence of light. He created the sun and the moon. He created the land and the sea. Notice how there's only two distinct things that are different yet complementary to each other. There is not confusion in the creation order on days one through five. Only when it gets to day six, when it comes to humanity, because it has to do with our identity, that then we become confused because deep down, we want to be God. Deep down, we, we want to be in charge. This is why Satan fell, right? I mean, he wanted to be in the place of God. And when he went and tempted Eve, right? Uh, he tells Eve, like, did God really say this? You know, that's how the enemy gets us anyway. When he starts saying, did he really say? Like he doesn't alter, he doesn't outright lie sometimes. Sometimes it's very deceitful, which is of course lying. Very deceitful. Did God really say that you shouldn't eat of this? You know, if you do this, then you will be like God and have the wisdom like God and all these other things. So then Eve was like, yeah, bet. I want to be like God. And so this was the fall then of man. And I, I'm assuming there's this, idolistic nature inside of us, right? We see it from the very beginning where we want to be in charge. We want to be in control. And uh, and ultimately, that's why we fell. But days one through five, the sun is not trying to be the moon. The moon is not trying to be the sun. The earth is not trying to be the water. And the water is not trying to be the land. Notice they are 
in their separate lanes, proud of how they've been created. And they essentially stay in their lane. That's interesting to say that. But how confusing would it be if water one day was like, well, I'm actually dirt. That doesn't make sense. But when it comes to human nature, apparently it is vastly different. And I I just want to tell you today, it's, it's not vastly different. It's in the same creation order and and God created them in binary, if you will, to each other. And so watch this in Galatians 3, 26 through 28, it says this, you have all become true children of God by faith in Jesus Christ. Faith immersed you into Christ and now you are covered and clothed with his life. And we no longer see each other in our former state, Jew nor non-Jew, rich or poor, male or female, because we're all one through our union with Jesus Christ. Okay. And some people will take this verse and say, see, there is no binary. There is no male. There is no female. No, he's talking about the, in religious context, there's no more separation in who can approach Jesus. We are one. Okay. But if I can move on just for a moment in first Corinthians six, 19 through 20, this is what Paul continues to say. Don't you realize that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who lives in you and was given to you by God? You don't belong to yourself for God bought you with a high price. So you must honor God with your body. So in terms of identity, if I can just talk to the, even the affirming church for just a moment in terms of it's my body and I can do with it what I want and this or that, whatever the argument is, I don't want to digress. The Bible is really clear. We don't belong to ourselves when we truly have given our lives to Christ and surrendered ourselves to him because we are sinful people and we need a savior. Then we surrender our lives to him. Our body no longer belongs to us. We are the temple of the Holy spirit. This is really important for us to understand that because I think it'll help us navigate and understand our identity and our purpose. Because if we can wrap our head around purpose being fulfilled in God and not purpose being fulfilled in my own strength and in my own ideology and my own will, I think that brings so much more peace. It brings so much more hope. It brings so much more joy when we get outside of our selfish nature. Listen, we have been falling since the beginning of time. We've been constantly pulling that fruit and eating it to be in charge, to be like God, because we feel that's the happiest we're going to be. And we don't want to step on anybody else's toes and be who you want to be. And everybody has their own belief systems. And, you know, that's just not true. As a matter of fact, I had an interview with an individual the other day, and as I was interviewing them, I simply asked, tell me the gospel. How would you ask someone um, or guide someone rather into faith? How would you instruct them? Say, well, I would ask them, you know, what they're going through. And then I would, I would ask them how they feel and, you know, because everyone has different beliefs and how they approach God. And, you know, I, I had to, to cut it short and I said, I, I beg your pardon. I just have to be really clear that Jesus is clear in the scripture that he is the only way, the truth, and the life, and no one comes unto the Father except through him. It's pretty simple, and it's when we start coloring outside the lines that things get really messy and really unclear, and things look very distorted, and when we start coloring inside the lines of his word and what his truth is, we get to see the full picture, okay? A lot of us are trying to color the whole page, and we forget about the picture, 
And God has really painted a picture for us. And as we begin to see that picture for all it's worth, it's really more than enough in who Jesus is and his purpose and his identity. Amen. Listen, I, I'm going to stop this video here because this is part one. Uh, be on the lookout for part two. We're going to dive deeper into this identity issue and what's the cause of it in terms of our sin and how we can be victorious in it today. But if you like this content, again, just make sure you subscribe, like, share it. Make sure you turn your bell notifications on. We'll see you on the next one.